Welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and we are here to help manage our SLP stress, reduce our risk of burnout, and find a little more balance in our lives as SLPs. And so today I'm really excited to have Hallie Sherman here from Speech Time Fun and the host of the SLP Coffee Talk podcast to talk a little bit about some of the things that we can do to help manage our stress and to help be SLPs that are not feeling as stuck, as overwhelmed, and, you know, constantly stressed the way that we absolutely tend to be at times. So welcome, Hallie. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you. Thank you for being here today. So tell us a little bit about your own background as an SLP and um, kind of some of the things that that maybe you've worked through as far as being stressed as an SLP. Sure. So I'm Hallie Sherman. I'm a speech-language pathologist from New York, if you can tell from my accent. I work full-time in the schools. Um, I've been doing that for 14 years. I have two little girls at home as well, a six-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, and I found in the beginning of my SLP journey, I was always second-guessing myself. Is this the right thing? Is this good? Are the kids going to like this? And I was just not always so sure of myself. Mm -hmm. And that led to a lot of just like wasting, wasted time and, and I, where I could have been using that time wisely in other ways. And I was always just like, why, why is this easier for someone else? Or why is this person there? Why does that person have a job? And I, I was always just looking at everyone else's journey versus looking at my own and seeing how far I was coming. Um, and that's when I realized I had to do something a little bit different. I needed to dig a little deeper into my thought process and time management process and all that fun stuff. And I realized that the better I understood what I was doing with my students and why, and I took the time to troubleshoot versus just jump into an activity because I thought I, that was the right thing to do. I found that my students were more successful. I was then truly then able to plan a little bit faster and do things more quickly because I had a better understanding of why I was doing it versus just picking something randomly and then walking in with such stress and anxiety. And then also like when I stopped comparing my journey to others and stopped comparing to what I saw on social media and realized that like my situation is different than others. I was able to just like have those blinders on and just be more in the moment and be a better SLP for me and, and my students. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's so true what you said about like being in the moment, being there. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying too about instead of sitting there and feeling like you were ending up wasting your time or, or letting time kind of like go by thinking about like, I, I wish I could do this. I should be doing this. I'm not good enough at this. That when you're able to be present and, and really like hone in on what you're doing and focus on it, that it's just like, you feel so much more effective and so much more like 
you are there, you are doing it, it's happening and not having to like worry about what if, and I mm-hmm. should be and all of those things. Yeah. And so students, students sense it. They sense when you're feeling confident and like, and on your game, like when you have those days where you're like, Oh, I'm so tired. This is the worst day ever. They feel it and they're going to pick, like they're going to, test your buttons but when they know that like you're in the zone and you're feeling they they will surprise you and do the things that you never thought they would do for you yeah that is so awesome so what are some of the things that you found really helped you to not overthink things or to not compare and you know dive into social media and just sit there and think why are they doing it? And I'm not able to do it. I had to look at my successes and even a small success is a success with my students. And, and, and I had to also not be afraid to ask questions. I had to reach out to people, not even SLPs. Like I started asking questions to the reading teachers in the building and the psychologist in the building and the ESL teachers in the building. And I'd be like, okay, like what, why are you working on this? Why are you working on, explain more about this, explain more, what are some things you're noticing with my students? And once I started asking questions, people were shocked to hear it, that I was not only working on R, so it made me, you know, people became more aware of like what my role was with these students. Mm -hmm. But then I also got to learn others' roles as well and what other things these students were already being exposed to that wasn't working. And I was able to take my expertise and, put my spin on it and I realized, okay, if they're still coming to me and they're still struggling after all these years with all these other intervention people weren't doing their shtick, what can I do differently? And once I started thinking that way and thinking a little bit outside the box and becoming more knowledgeable on what the other people in my building were doing and just by asking them, I started feeling more confident in myself. I was like, oh, okay, I have a role here. I, I, I have a place I can make a difference. And then when I started seeing my students doing things for me that they weren't doing for the others, that's what pushed me forward. That's what started making me feel more confident. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I love that. And I do think that, you know, especially when we're new, but even like when we're new, we definitely have that like lack of confidence because everyone when they're new feels like they don't know what they're doing. And then you're told eventually it'll get better. But there's a lot of the, you know, fake it till you make it, Mm -hmm. which is great at first. But if you feel like you're still faking it 10 years later, not so great. You know, (laughs) like we kind of feel like, oh my gosh, I should have gotten a handle on this by now. So that's, that is super helpful to just, you know, reach out figure Mm -hmm. out what you can do to support the student, you know, what can you do different and what can you do to really like dive deeper into what they need. Exactly. Exactly. Like when I, when I was a CFY, I was, my supervisor was like, ask me questions, ask me questions. And I'm like, no, I, I'm confident. I got this. I I don't need you. And I I should have taken advantage of her and I didn't. And then the next year I went into a public school setting where if you ask questions, it was shown as a sign of weakness that, that in that district, that was like the motto, like don't ask questions, just pretend like, you know, it's like the worst motto. I know. So then, so then I had that like mentality, like, okay, great. Now I have to just figure this out on my own. And then finally when I, I mean, you know, the current district that I'm in, I've been in the field now at that point, I was in the field for 
five years, I'm like, all right, I'm asking him a question. Like enough is enough already. I need, I need to grow as a clinician. I need to not, I need to have less behaviors in my, in my therapy room. And I need to really understand my role here. And I can't, at that point I was like, you know, contemplating starting a family. I'm like, I can't be doing these long hours of planning forever if I'm going to ever have something, you know, children at home. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it sounds like you were in a place that definitely had like the fixed mindset about things. Like, this is what you should know. If you don't know it, either don't say anything about it or, you know, like too bad versus the growth mindset, which is, you know, what we're, we're, we're open to learning and experiencing more and, and asking questions, which is what we're teaching our students too. You know, like mm -hmm. we don't expect them to know everything. That's why we work with them because we know that there's more that we can help with. So I'm glad that you were not afraid to ask questions. And I mean, I asked people that it. I trusted at that point. <laughs> Let's be real. But no. <laughs> it, was my, it was my closest, you know, friends in the building. But it, I, I found that in so many of the buildings that I was in and districts that I was working in, I was the only one there in the building that was the only speech. I had no one to turn to. I really had no one. So luckily, eventually, now I love that there's such a great online community. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is a positive and a negative. Now, you know, here you have that, you know, FOMO, that fear of missing out, that I, you know, everyone's doing this, should I be jumping on this bandwagon? But then also you have a place to ask questions if you are the lone wolf in your school and have no one to talk to. Um, so it is so nice to have a little bit of both. You have to know how to use the communities to seek the assistance and guidance that you need, but know that you don't have to jump on every trend or idea or what because then that's when you're going to have that worry and stress and am I good enough am I doing the right thing should I you know my students didn't make progress because I didn't laminate for three hours like no that's not it you can't your students can make progress with you showing them like a paper clip like just like they said to us in grad school they can so oh, heck yeah I've so, never laminated anything, to be honest. I don't know if that says anything good or bad about me, but... <laughs> I, ha I, ha I will be honest. I haven't laminated anything probably since my younger one was born, and she's now two. So... Yeah. And, or maybe when I was pregnant with her, because I couldn't, like, stand long enough to laminate. So... Like, exactly. <laughs> I, I think I was just kind of like, mm, this seems more complicated than I'm ready to, to deal with right now. I'm just going to do something else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, it's it was, I was already so stressed at that point. It was like when, because the schools were the last setting I was in before I quit. So I was like, I was already really stressed out and trying to figure out how to like use the laminator. Like I was just like, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and the photocopying machine, that scares me. I stay away from that. I do not want to be that person that, that jams it. I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I will print things out. I will, I, I will print out enough copies for like the day and I'll just do five and use like um, dry erase uh, sleeves this way I'm like I'm not you I'm oh. not messing that that will cause me such stress if I'm the person who like needed two copies and jam the photocopy machine oh no yeah well I love that I love that's a really good good <laughs> strategy though good tip not just for one avoiding the copy machine but also <laughs> for you know 
quick things to do with your students and have ready. And, and I know like we're always looking for those types of things, even when you've been in the field for years, it's like any new kind of strategy is always so helpful. And, and especially when it's a simple one and not something super, um, complicated that's that's going to be stressful for everyone involved. So what are some tips that you would have, you know, maybe for the new SLPs and, and the, the new CFs that are out there, but also just for people that are either switching settings or they're just still feeling that, you know, kind of uncertainty about, um, you know, if they're effective or not at their job, what are some tips for like maybe stopping overthinking or, or, you know, something that they can do to kind of get out of that space? One would be knowing that it's, it's going to get easier. That being new anywhere, when we were the first semester of grad school, that was challenging. We had to like manage our time, this and that, and it got easier, right? Your first day at your externship, that was scary. You didn't know what to expect, but it got easier. And just knowing that it's going to get easier, helps you get through the hard times. Like, like just knowing like you're going to get there, it's just a matter of when. But then also knowing your strengths and weaknesses. I know I'm not an organized person. I know I'm not. So I know I need to make some systems for myself that will help me overcome that. So whether it is, I'm, you know, on Fridays before I leave work, I must put everything away because I left too much crap out, like, you know, between that, <laughs> that week. I know that that works for me. Um, I know that I don't like having 20 different lessons a day because I don't have time in between sessions. I want something as simple as easy as possible. I plan like three activities a day and I'll just rotate and, you know, I'll take one book, one game, one this and that, and try to figure out as many goals as possible. This way I'm not managing so many materials that there is so much of a mess on Friday. So like mm -hmm. I try to do, I, I, and when I put things away, I'm also taking out what I need for the next week. So that I know that when I, cause I'm not, I also know I'm not a morning person. I, so I know that when I get to work, I need to be ready to go. So I refuse to leave work without have, be, having all my stuff ready for the next day. So those are just things like knowing your strengths and weaknesses um, will really help you know, guide you. I, I, I know that I'm forgetful. So I always am writing everything down on calendars, setting reminders, because I don't want to be that person that people are chasing down for paperwork. I don't mm -hmm. want to, like, I, that gives me stress and anxiety of knowing that I might like disappoint someone else. So I set myself up for those successes, knowing my weaknesses. Yeah. Those are, those are such essential things. And I love that you, you know, your strengths and weaknesses and you know, like you said, that you're not a morning person <laughs> because, um, I'm not, I mean, I, I think I have to be now cause I have little kids, but, oh, yeah. and, and now it's kind of like, you know, the mornings are the time I can like be quiet. It's quiet. Mm -hmm. But when I worked in the schools and, and had to be there early, it was like, are you kidding me? And like, I mean, it was, you know, when I, you know, found out the schedule, it was like, no, this is so early. And, but like you said, you know, that the morning is going to be hard. So doing the planning at, and, and things at the end of the day, it's so simple, but it's one of those things that when we don't, check in with ourselves and notice, okay, yeah, this is, this is something that's going to be hard for me. We might not be doing it. And then we're making our day even harder and we're feeling more stressed. And then we're feeling like I must not be doing it right. And we spiral into that. I'm a terrible SLP 
exactly exactly and even when and when i was new in buildings or in districts i would always find at least one one person in my building it didn't have to be an slp that was always my you know go-to person you need that person to run to in a stressful moment you can rely on in a pinch if something if you're not feeling well something um but you also want to if you do have another slp buddy whether they're in the district or not to just bounce ideas off of so knowing that like when you have those challenging cases you need someone to turn to. And if, if, and if you don't have anyone in your circle, use the online communities because mm-hmm. we, not every case is cookie cutter. There is no, we don't have a roadmap. We don't have a curriculum. And sometimes it's okay. It's okay to think things through and, and, and seek uh, other perspectives. Someone might see something in a different light and that's okay. Um, doesn't And also the one thing I also love about the field is, there's also no right answer. So you can always try something and it doesn't go as great as you wanted to. You try something else the next time. And walking in with that mentality, like, so it didn't work. Who cares? Like, it's not like we're following, it's not like we're following a curriculum app where we have to get through that lesson by like the end of the month. Who cares? The next, that's why we see them again. You know, so. Right, exactly. I, you know, <laughs> just brush it off. They'll come back in two days and be, your students won't know things didn't go as planned. They won't know. So have your smile on your face, smile through it, be like, we're going to just get through this activity, even though they're bombing it, or this is boring, or, you know, or it is too easy. They're flying through it and they're like falling asleep on me. So you throw that activity out. You don't do it again with that group. And next time you change things up. And just knowing that everyone's had bad days. Not every session is perfect. Like, trust me, like it might seem like on my Instagram, I've got it all together. I've had bad sessions. I've had flops. Like it is what it is. It happens to the best of us. And if someone tells you that it never happened to them, they're lying. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I, I mean, everyone has rough days. It, it just happens because you don't know what like even when we plan, if we were to plan out everything perfectly, we don't know how our students, our clients, our patients, like we don't know how they're going to walk through the door. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they're going to be experiencing for themselves that day. So even if you have the perfect thing planned and it's like this fits the goals exactly and this is exactly what they talk about and they're going to love this and then they walk in and they didn't sleep the night before or their family, there's a bit of chaos going on or they like have a test that day, they may be completely off their game and then you're like whoa this is bombing Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is really bad like and you never know but like you said like they're not gonna notice you know and then if you do you just don't do that one again or you try it a different way and and we don't have to be perfect all the time and just taking the time to like self-reflect like why didn't it happen why didn't it work out what should i have done differently and then like write it down because we'll forget and remember it the next time (laughs) I love it. Write it down. We will forget. That's how I feel about doing crafts, um, which I might be, you know, people might be like, what right now? But I, I do not like doing crafts. Oh, I don't. Speech therapy. No. Because I, I don't like crafts myself. Like I don't like doing them with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she's four and she loves crafts because every, you know, she's four. She's a preschool. Like they love crafts. Um, I am a minor always a Pinterest fail like every time and it's just like I just don't enjoy doing them either it's not even that I get you know like oh it's not perfect it's just like I just I'm really good at coloring pages I'm really good at coloring pages (laughs) 
and baking. I'm all, I know my weaknesses. I get pills very like cut and bake, like, because I'll mess it up. Like I know oh, my, I know yeah. my weakness. If I'm going to a party, I'm stopping at the bakery on my way. Like you don't want me baking. <laughs> like just like, I, I know my weakness. I love it. And I have no problem faking it that I bought it or faking it that I made it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love baking, but that's like, that's my craft. Like I will, I will, that's the type of craft I'll do is like, I'll bake, but I'm not going to like, but there are definitely times where, um, I wish that I had bought, you know, the store bought instead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pillsbury rocks. Pillsbury rocks. <laughs> well, awesome. So along these lines though, of, you know, having, having little kids, um, for, I mean, there's so many SLPs, I think, you know, because so many of us are, are women and, and we're working in, in schools and things that so many have little kids or are looking to start families or have young children. What would you say, you know, when you were going through that or now that you have kids, what is something that has helped you find a little bit of balance there or that is totally, you know, completely thrown off there? I've learned to better manage my time because I don't want to bring work home and take my time that I, the limited time I have away with my, you know, children stressing or worrying about work. So whether, so I also have arranged it because I know myself that I keep my sitter, you know, my like children are being, I have an hour to myself after work. So either I have to, if I have to stay after to finish things up, I, I had that leeway of time. I'm not feeling rushed and stressed and hassled, but also if I need to run a quick errand or do something for me, like go get my nails done. Like I have that little bit of time. So when I come home, I can be totally in mom mode. Um, and that really has helped me separate the two and, and get better quality of time with my girls. Cause I mean, especially now my six year old, her, you know, pre-COVID, her social calendar, like, I, I can't keep up with it. So, like, every day was another activity and something. Yeah, it's it's true. But I, I do think that is super helpful to have that time. A lot of, because I think a lot of the time for, for everyone, really, not even just SLPs, but we think, you know, we look at it more of the quantity versus quality where it's like, I, I'm done with work. So either, you know, I'm going to end up staying at work late and working as late as I can and then have to go run and run and run and pick up. Or there's that guilt of like, well, now that I've left work, I have to go. I need to go do this first. But then you're still thinking about work and you're stressing about things and, and then you're not even really, you're physically there with your kids, but you're, it's harder to enjoy it when you're not as present. Mm -hmm. And I think, so. I think I really, truly appreciated my time management and time, you know, separation. Like, you know, I went through fertility stuff with my second and I was in the morning at 6am, I was driving to the fertility doctor before work and oh. then rushing to, it was horrible, like for like two years. And it made me really, truly, I, like, I had to be prepared. I had to be on. I had to smile and, and not show my exhaustion and, you know, whatever was going. And it made me, I had no choice but to just, like, like push through and get through it. And I, ever since then, I think I've really just appreciated, you know, not having to wake up, you could run that to the doctor that, but also just being able to separate and, and be present and take the full advantage of every time I have, because, um, 
time is valuable and precious and you know especially now that like my kids are now and are entering school age it's now they're they're having their worlds too so I want them to appreciate family time as well Hmm. it's so true especially now with everything that's going on in 2020 with you know we're spending a lot of time with our kids and it's it's just kind of that yeah looking at like what we can appreciate about it and 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 looking at our time a lot differently than we used to because I know for me there's times where I think you know once not you know I say go back to normal but you know we don't really know what normal will be but you know once the kids are, are everyone's fully back in school and all of that or once my kids are school aged that you know, time, it's, it's going to seem like there's so much of it where before it always seemed like it was shorter, uh, even though, you know, I had, when I look at it, I'm like, man, I had so much time, even though I was working full time and, and had, you know, but just that little bit of mental space I had mm-hmm. could feel like so much time. So I think, you know, it's, it definitely can just the, the way that we, we are having to look at things sometimes can, can definitely start to shift and and give us space sometimes take away space but we can look back on things and say okay you know like we can find more more time now or or rework things around so what maybe would be some time management tips that now that I've rambled for a few (laughs) minutes what would be some time management tips that you have found really helpful um for not because you you keep saying and I love this that you don't take work home and you have that hour at the end is there anything else because this is one of the biggest things that um in my I have a Facebook group uh, SLP stress management and one of the questions is like what are you stressed out about and of course right now it's teletherapy and COVID nineteen but when I first started the group the big thing if it wasn't you know paperwork or caseload it was my workload of bring like and bringing work home. I'm stressed out about the amount of work that I'm bringing home every night. So, so what my do you biggest have for so my biggest tips is one. <laughs> when I started using more like no prep material items, mm-hmm. like and I don't mean I have to do worksheets, but I don't have to be cutting and laminating for every single group. And if I'm going to cut and laminate, I'm going to use that same piece of material with as many groups as possible. Mm-hmm. So, so trying to think, how can I take one activity, one game, one video, one book, and how many groups can I tackle with that with as little materials as possible? So the fact that I'm not prepping things, like physically like making stuff, that's less time. Um, so planning for my sessions, I like now I have that enough materials in my toolbox that I don't have to add that many new things each year that many new things each week it might be I might get tired of things I might have a case that like needs something a little special and different but I take advantage of you know just a dry erase board to make a quick visual Um, I might use like a game and just ask questions verbally without having anything you know any stimuli in front of me Um, I try to utilize every free moment to take data, write a report. Like I, I tend to not even sit at work. I'll be like, I look like, like the um, energizer bunny, like go, 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 go. Like I will like limit my chit chatter to only lunch. Lunch is the only time I'm allowed to socialize. I, I take my lunch each and every day. 
Um, It's one thing I find very important. I am also fortunate enough that because I work at a school district that is, I have a union, I am entitled and encouraged and forced, forced, I mean, saying it serious, like they have to give me a prep time and lunch every day. So I can utilize that time to write all my reports. And also the other benefit is because I do work with older ones, my, the amount of evaluations are minimal. There's not that many initials. It's only like the three or reevaluations. So just knowing by in the beginning of the year, I spend the time, I look at a calendar. When are things going to be due? When am I going to need things? And I know that I don't like doing things last minute. So I block a week before it, it's in my calendar ready to go. Like, okay, this week you're going to be starting to write, X, you know, these 15 reports. And that's why I have a week to do it. And I already know it, it, there's no surprises. So by like going into work prepared is the best thing for like last year, last, it's crazy to think 19. Yes. Yeah, school year, 1819 school year, 1819. I took 12 weeks off with my, my second. And because of that, I missed those, that first week of school, getting myself organized and that entire year, I felt so unorganized. Like, I, I, I felt that, like, what do I need? What did I miss? Did I forget something? And because I didn't have that time, I, like, I came back to work and just jumped into things and didn't take the time to make my list, write, jot down all the due dates, when things are going to be due, when I'm going to need things, and, and prepare ahead of time. I felt very... I had less, I had more things on my plate that I was rushing to do last minute. Um, the other thing I find is very important are templates for report writing. Like, even mm-hmm. if you're new to a school, new to a district, ask your colleagues, hey, do you have any sample reports I can borrow? They're going to give it to you. I've given it to my colleagues. Like, this way you have something to go with. Just something. Absolutely. And that's going to all you got to do is plug things in. Plug things in. Yeah, I've worked places where it was, um, you know, you walk in and they're like, oh, you're here. Here's your office. Begin work. And you're like, I don't even know who my student, like, what do you mean begin? Mm -hmm. You know, like where, and then where there's no templates, there's no nothing. And then when I worked in teletherapy, we had, because I think because it was online, so one, you're used to creating things online, but then also it's kind of like there's no office, you know, so it's a way of having part of the company for you but um there was a lot of templates for things and yeah it is so much easier and just takes that pressure off to have things so absolutely asking for um as a new slp i would have been terrified to ask for Mm -hmm. a template from someone even though that's absolutely something that i think we would all share and i'll be honest i've gone in (laughs) maybe i shouldn't say this like i've gone into like (laughs) If I didn't want to ask for someone, like, I looked at, like, student files. Like, someone might have evaluated that child beforehand, and, like, there's a template for you. Like, mm-hmm. not being afraid to just do some investigative work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Finding, finding, you know, finding what you can to to make it easier. That's, those are all such wonderful things because they're, I mean, there's like the things we could do for our stress, you know, from the mindfulness perspective that, that I feel like I talk about constantly, but there are also the things that we could do during our day to, to tweak things or to not do anymore that help 
manage the workload that we have that, that kind of goes beyond the, like we could be so mindful about things and, and manage our stress that way, but we also need to like work, you know, figure out our work. We have to work smarter, not harder. And I found that when I stopped being a perfectionist and being okay with done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. I've, I started getting things done a little bit faster. I'm like, okay, I just need to get this done. Like it might not be perfect. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I'm going to, when I show up to that meeting, I'm going to fight for that student services. I'm going to fight for what that student needs. Who cares what's on the paper? And, and yeah. that's, and that's to me is more important than anything. I love that. Love that mindset about things. That is, that is so awesome and wonderful things for, I mean, like I said, for people that are starting out for sure, but even people that have been in the field, SLPs that have, you know, been in the field and, and we work at places where you're not allowed to ask questions or it's kind of like you don't know where to reach out to. So where are some places that people can find you for some of your awesome resources that you have? Sure. So my website is speechtimefun.com. So I have shared tons of blog posts on using various materials in low prep ways to target a variety of goals. I share how to use like YouTube videos and commercials and um, some some websites where you can easily plan with ease and confidence. Um, I also have a webinar, a free webinar for how to plan with ease and confidence without burning yourself out, which you can find at speechtimefund.com slash webinar. I'm also on Teachers Pay Teachers at Speech Time Fun, and I'm on Instagram, Speech Time Fun, and also, like I said, my podcast is SLP Coffee Talk. I'm a little awesome. bit of every, I'm everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. I, I love it. That is a ton of places to find really good resources and ideas um, and and some fun, but, you know, less less stressful ways to, to, to and, and more, you know, I think sometimes the less stressful, the more fun the students have. So some less stressful tools to have for our therapy sessions. So thank you, Hallie, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everyone. So thank you for for listening and um, come back for the next one. Are you ready to truly manage your stress, reduce burnout, and finally find more balance in your life? Well, the SLP Stress Management course is here to help you do just that. In this eight-week course, you'll take a deep dive into what stress is and why it affects SLPs so much, as well as learn practical stress management tools as you build a step-by-step system that works for your stress and your daily needs. You can check this out now at jessieandrix.com and I hope to see you in the course.